I'm not a moves guy. I'm not an internet guy. I'm not a sneaky, stooge-to-the-office politics guy. But when the bell rings, I am the guy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am Enzo, and this is Kaz. And this is Welcome to War Report. Just kidding. I am Merjani, your host, and of course, I'm always joined by my uh, esteemed colleague, Cyrus. What's going on, Cyrus? Oh my god. Don't ever do that okay, again. Okay, okay, full disclaimer. <laughs> we actually started recording with me saying that at the beginning. Sometimes I don't even tell Cyrus what I'm going to start with. And for some reason, that came to my mind, and we were oh laughing for like five minutes. Oh my god, yo, that I felt like somebody DDT me to the floor. Oh my god. What do you mean? You got Kaz. I said I was Enzo. Oh my god. That really took me out. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the war report, this man. This is the war report, of course. You guys join us every Friday. Every single Friday. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about this week. Of course we have ALW Revolution. It feels like it's been four years since the last ALW pay per view, but here we yeah. are. Man, I'm like, it, I'm excited. Like, after this pay per view, we finally see some like fresh and newer things going forward. Like, yeah, there's been like title changes since the last pay per view, but like now we get to see like a new direction. Bro, it's been November 9th was full gear. You know what I mean? Like, we're at the end of February, and we're hitting another um, pay-per-view. So long. I know. And, uh, I mean, they've been... ALW's been hitting their stride. I will give them that. I I will give them hats off to that. Like, their storylines seem better, um, because, like, it was a far cry from November. November. And a long time since that, I, like, New Year's angle where the Dark Order uh, attacked <laughs> the Elite. And everybody was like, what the hell? This is their low point. And they've bounced back since then. Yeah, I, I think since, like, you know, the filler has been, like, kind of poor. But, like, now that we're, like, at the finish line, you know, a lot of these big feuds that we've just been seeing that kind of just you know, more or less, to me, at least, more or less, like, stalling, we're finally seeing a, like, a finish line for it, and I'm excited to, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, like, you, we get to finally see Cody and MJF fight, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like he, Cody's right? been jumping oh through, hoops. he got whipped, uh, he had to fight Warlow in a cage match, like, it, it seems like he's been going through a million hoops, and we finally get to see them fight. I, if, yeah, like, Finally. Of course, we have some in the trenches. Now, last week, we talked about Poppy's album, and I I said that Cyrus should listen to it. So this week, we're going to (laughs) have Cyrus give a little review (laughs) about Poppy's new album, I Disagree. So, Cyrus, you took a full listen to it. What do you think about it? I listened to it like two days ago. I I actually forgot (laughs) because, you know, like school and stuff. But I listened to it, and more or less, I... uh, I enjoyed it a lot. 
like a to me at least like a lot of the sound sounds like it's reminiscent of uh dance gavin dance to me with like a lot of like uh oh, well, like i don't know like like i don't really know what to call it with metal music like there's a, like a lot of like heavy guitar stuff but there is like you know a lot of nice mellow stuff and the mellow stuff are like my favorite songs like uh what is it? Uh, Sick of the Sun, which I've been playing that on repeat since I woke up. Uh, Don't go outside. Uh, I like uh, I like disagree a lot. I disagree uh, because it just reminds me to take over uh, packages, um, video packages. Like it's a re- it's a really nice album. I, I do enjoy it a lot. I think uh, like I think everybody should listen to it. Uh, like listening to this. Um, like just uh, sick of the sun and don't go outside. I've been listening to a uh, vampire the masquerade podcast, which is really nice. Uh, and it, these are like vampiric anthems. Like you know, vampires don't like the sun. Sick of the sun is like a great like theme for a vampire. So uh, it's really nice. I, I like the album a lot. If I had to give it a review, I'd probably give it like uh, an eight out of ten. Okay. I, I don't like the intro track, and I think that's the only blemish on the album. Okay, um, I um, um, I, um, I was listening to Poppy right I after that takeover. Right. Uh, that song X, <laughs> and uh, she has yeah, this, that's so hard. yeah, that, that song is kind of it's pretty dope. And then like she has this song with Grimes on her album, uh, Am I a Girl? Uh, play the story, even though they both hate each other now. And then she put like, <laughs> an EP out with Scary Mass, which is like Io Shirai's favorite song. I like the album too. Uh, I listened to it like way back when. But yeah, I was playing I Disagree a lot. I was playing uh, Anything Like Me. Uh, Blood Money was, was pretty oh, cool too. That song, that song is fire. Uh, what else is this listening like before uh, I joined the call? Uh, Fill the Crown. Yeah, she Really it. good song. Yeah. She she does this whole thing where like uh, she does metal music, but she melds it into like pop and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I like. It's weird because it like once one half of the song will be like synths and stuff like that, and then it'll go into metal and it'll all work together somehow. That that's exact like uh, the outro track, which I feel like Concrete should be like somewhere else on the album. And, like, Disagree should be the intro because uh, the end of uh, Don't Go Outside, it would blend so much, like, it would blend really well into I dis- uh, back into I Disagree and then just, like, running back the album over. Um, it's a really good album, just, like, uh, the blends and sounds and, like, the shifts that she takes. Uh, it reminds me when I first listened to Dance Gavin Dance uh, Instant Gratification album. Which is good album. Man, I love that album. I love that album a lot. Um, really, uh, really good stuff. Uh, Triple H, uh, you might, you might have did something. I would love to talk about, uh, like, talk about NXT with Poppy, or just like do a spot callers with Poppy. <laughs> we, hey, Poppy, because you listen to this podcast, we, you know, we might tag you. <laughs> like, Cyrus would love to get you on spot callers to, you know, talk about. Well, what do you? What do you have next? Well, uh, well, we we have a lot of lucha stuff coming up uh, in these uh, in these couple months, and I think uh, for WrestleMania weekend, uh, possibly a live watch. Like that's what I have. I that is not certain. 
I'm not going to guarantee anything, but that's what I have in mind. All right, but we, yeah, like I we're either getting like the well, the invite here. is extended. Poppy could come on the War Report, or she could be on Spot Callers. It's her world, man. She's yeah. NXT's house band. So. Let's just talk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the run through in the churches really quickly. Uh, of course, there was another Matt Hardy tease. Uh, it's weird Don't because they're saying that like <laughs> he's showing up a revolution, but his contract is not up until the first, <laughs> so he can't sh- show up until like earliest, let him uh... third or fourth. Oh, you think that, I feel, you think that I he feel, was gonna let them out? Yeah, like uh, they, they should. They were just gonna let him free, like go crazy. Um, I, I I think like for Matt Hardy, at least I think he should just run out the clock and you know on his contract, like you know just some big bucks before you go, and then uh, show up at the next AEW pay per view if that's truly where you uh, like if that's where he wants to be next. Like run out his contract, spend. Uh, he doesn't get the uh, he doesn't get the uh, the non compete clause or whatever that is uh, after you know he gets released, so he could perform anywhere immediately. But I think he should uh, show up at the next uh, AEW pay-per-view. Speaking of which, uh, AOW, AOW, which puzzled me a little bit, they announced that Lance Archer officially signed with them. Now, I thought that they would, you know, have him as a surprise. Like, maybe... There's never any surprises in AEW. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you have him, like, at Revolution or just, like, the night after show up, uh, you know, post revolution on dynamite like they were just like nope he's coming you know what i mean on twitter he's like he signed and he'll be here next week that that like especially if he's gonna be there really soon like you could have just held like you could have just held off like i like i said this before like i feel the same way about uh jericho announcing that santana and ortiz were gonna be his tag partners like hold off on that especially when like santana and ortiz at the time were like you know, a really big deal in TNA and, uh, you know, just in the indies in general, like people really, uh, really like them. And I feel like that would have just been a great surprise to hear, you know, a pride and powerful theme. And then they came out like it would have been sick, but there is no, uh, there's no secrets in AEW. <laughs> yeah. They just put him out there. You know what I mean? Like, um, real quick, who do you think Lance Archer's like first feud would be? Like if you were, if you were Tony Khan or you were in that group chat, uh, um, I feel like, uh, well, I don't, I don't really know, uh, how the, may, maybe like MJF or Cody, I'm not sure. Actually, I don't want Cody because the, the, it's, it's going to be like very different. Like it's going to be a Cody program and I don't really want, uh, Lance Archer to get stuck into that, uh, with all this. Yeah. Um, Joey Janela or, uh, Kip Saban, somebody okay. smaller. Yeah. Because. I mean, we'll we'll get to it. Like uh, AOW Dark, uh, Janelle and Kip, their feud should be done. Uh, like after that match and that false count anywhere match, it should be over. Uh, yeah, you know what? Lance Archer proved that he could work with smaller dudes in the G One. Like, look at that. Go back and watch his match with Will Osprey. It's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? Like he signed with AOW while while his stock is sky high. I'm not really sure why. Still, I kind of question why, you know, New Japan took the U.S. title off of him so so quick. You know what I mean? Like, I thought they, you know, rewarded him for having a great G1. But, you know, 
AOW needed more, you know, taller, powerful guys, and they got one. So they're get, yeah, and, and they're getting more of that. Uh, even if uh, even if Jeff Cobb's doesn't sign uh, officially, I think uh, Lance Archer takes his place uh, just as fine. Before we move on to the bulk of this stuff, your quick thoughts on Super Showdown. I didn't watch. <laughs> okay, so um, I I was at work earlier today, so I could not watch. But I since NXT UK was this morning, I watched it on my way to work, and so that what, I Quit match is sick. <laughs> okay, so shifting from that, I watch I watched it also. Uh, how do you feel about that ending angle that ending with uh, Kaylee Ray and uh, Tony Storm? I thought. Uh, I think it's a good send off for Tony Storm. Yeah, there's like, really nothing she for her should, to do in NXT UK anymore. There, like <laughs> Kaylee Ray had her weeping. I quit. Not I quit. She was weeping. I quit. Like it, it, it's over. I think that I think that's a proper send off for her and for Piper Niven to finally get her one on one with Kaylee Ray and possibly take it off her at uh, Takeover Ireland. Uh, yeah, uh, and you can move Tony Storm over to to you know NXT in full sale. Um, they're gonna be uh, you know we're gonna talk about it later, but they're gonna have the uh, the qualifying matches. Yeah. So yeah, man, a big for the ladder match for the number one. Tony Storm should definitely be one of the women that are is probably in the finals, semifinals. You know, Tony Storm does well in uh, tournaments, so uh-huh. uh, let her do her thing. So speaking of NXT, they celebrated a 10th anniversary. Uh, mm-hmm. It's crazy that it's been 10 years already of that. You know what I mean? Like, you see <laughs> yeah. it from where it was, where it was just kind of like a reality show, like it was like a variety show. And now yeah, they, like, they had uh, Titus O'Neil running with a keg. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That's what, I've never actually seen this show, but that is one of my favorite clips ever. And now you got like this. Now it's a main brand. Like it's and now uh, and then like NXT title is gonna be uh, defended on WrestleMania, which is like, insane. That's insane. Which is absolutely insane. So, real quick, like give a couple of your favorite matches from NXT. Um, <sighs> Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Damn, every that was, that single was one of those. That, that was every single one of their matches. Uh, that single-handedly uh, brought me back into wrestling, like uh, like watching the product weekly, um, the takeover shows, Shinsuke, ver- uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, like amazing, Samoa Joe versus Nakamura, great, um, Andrade versus Gargano, amazing, uh, Andrade versus uh, Drew uh, Drew McIntyre, like. There, there is like a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I would go like Sami Zayn and Cesaro. They're two out of three falls match. I love that match. Um, also uh, Neville and Sami Zayn for for the uh, mm-hmm. for the title. Uh, you mentioned Sasha Banks versus Bailey and uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn. That's uh, one of my favorite matches uh, in NXT. Well, since I've been watching yeah. NXT, uh, then. Their match uh, at Unstoppable, uh, what, what, uh, Sasha and Becky Lynch. 
I, I really like that match too. Uh, mm-hmm. You had you mentioned uh, Gargano and Andrade. I, I feel like that's everybody's <laughs> favorite yeah, match. Like ever. Th- it's that... one of the greatest matches I think in the last five ten years. Like you know, Gargano had that match with Almas. You know, I know it takes two to tango, and you know, those two, you know. They had an amazing series, and now people act like Johnny Gargano can't wrestle, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite moments? Um, Sasha making Izzy cry is a classic <laughs> for me. Um, the first time I <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Uh, the first time I ever seen uh, – a Samoa Joe match was uh, Samoa Joe versus uh, Finn Balor at uh, TakeOver Dallas. And just, you know, five, three, like three to five minutes into the match, and he was bleeding. That was like really cool to me. Um, Asuka tapping out Bailey, which shocked the hell out of me. Uh, a lot of Shayna Baszler stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think Shayna Baszler is great. Um, Aleister Black. Just. Him, uh, him winning that title really just <laughs> amazing stuff. Uh, seeing his uh, seeing his entrance live was really nice. Uh, th- this is a weird moment because it, it it goes to a commentator, um, Corey Graves, saying, "Check your pulse." Uh, you know, if you're not excited, check your pulse uh, during Shinsuke's entrance, like. And them just like using that clip over and over, like that, that, that that's a bar, bro. Like that was really good stuff. Mine is like seeing Shinsuke's uh, entrance with that music for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, the violin uh, entrance that he had. That is a goat entrance right there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's gonna be funny, but when Roddy hit the knee. <laughs> classic yo when Roddy hits the knee on anybody it's classic when he hit uh, Bronson Reed with it a couple weeks ago where (laughs) everybody's like whoa 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 and then you see Roger Strong like loading it up in the back and then he fires off and he started beating the hell out of him man Roger Strong the goat man (laughs) I would say uh when Finn Balor lost uh, for the last time uh, at the end against Samoa Joe, that was really like yeah. for me when I st- when I first started like that was the change into the guard for me like for NXT like because I was such yeah. a big Finn Balor fan and like that's how like, that was cool. Uh, let's see. Wait, a, a moment that I never want to forget or I really want to mention is seeing Jushin Thunder Liger in NXT. Yes. Yes. Like. Amazing. <laughs> I, I thought I would never see it. I'm glad that they pulled that off, man. Like, uh, I'm glad that people got to see Jushin Thunder Liger because if you weren't. I, I wish on, there was more. Yeah, like, if you weren't. Because I know he did uh, last year in their West Coast show. Like, he wrestled in the U.S. for the last time. I wish that he could have mm-hmm. did that one more time. You know what I mean? Like, maybe at a takeover. I, I, I wish there was more, like, talent exchanges and stuff like that. Like,. I don't like. I don't know. I I feel like a lot of uh, you know, they they because they uh they have talent from the UK all the time coming in and doing the thing. But like, I would really like to see more uh, 
Japanese wrestlers come over. Like they let uh, they let um, Kenta go do the thing at uh, Noah when he was still on WWE contract. Like that was really cool. Like let's get some Noah dudes over and just have a one off. Just have some legends come through. We'll see, man. Like if they if they do the NXT Japan thing, that's gonna be like that's gonna heighten oh, some yeah. tension cool. over there. You know. <laughs> I, hey man, get down to lay down. That's all I got to say. So we did a little survey thing, and we asked uh, you guys, uh, "What's your favorite NXT memory?" and uh, "What's your favorite NXT matches?" Now, Survey Monkey went something crazy and didn't tell me. Uh, who said what? I'm just going to read them off. If this was yours, <laughs> like you'll know when you know mm-hmm. when you hear it. So, uh, what's your favorite NXT memory? Uh, first one is KO turning on Sami Zayn after NXT Takeover Re- Evolution. That was a mm-hmm. crazy moment right there with the bu- with the uh, the power bomb to the that was, apron. That was the first time I ever seen a power bomb in the apron, and it made me wince. <laughs> We also got uh, when Roderick Strong hit the end of heartache on Pete Dunne and joined the Undisputed Era. Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. Hard. <laughs> Samoa Joe debuting. I never watched much of anything outside of WWE, but him and AJ were always cool non-WWE guys to me. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't. But, like, imagine, like, Samoa Joe coming over to NXT. Like, I'm like, oh, really? Like, he really left, like, uh, TNA? Like. He was their guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, T, uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles are like two amazing, uh, you know, talent that has come from ROH and, uh, and TNA, whichever one you, you want to say, whatever. But uh, yeah, man, like I, I wasn't really familiar with any of their works. Like I probably seen like Samoa Joe in passing during, you know, my dive back into wrestling, but like, uh, AJ Styles, man, <laughs> seeing him pop out at the Royal Rumble, like he just oozed charisma. Like really cool dude. Also got Kevin Owens got turning Kevin on Sami Zayn again, and then Shinsuke Nakamura arriving against his match against Sami Zayn. Shinsuke was also part of the big WWE heist that they pulled on New Japan. Mm-hmm. They got uh, Anderson Gallows, what? Nakamura, and AJ. What's nasty about that heist is uh, Justin pointed out to me is, uh, you know, when uh, William Regal does the reveal and then Shinsuke's on uh, doing the video on the phone because he was still on a New Japan contract. (laughs) I didn't even know that. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yo, he pointed out to me that was so funny. (laughs) This man was doing promos for another promotion and he was planning on leaving. So green. He was tired of uh, them putting the icy title on him so many times. He's like, all right, man, I had enough. Yeah. So what's your favorite NXT matches? Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Andrade and NXT TakeOver Philly. All right, mm-hmm. all right. The North American Championship ladder match in TakeOver New Orleans. Love that match so much. I was so glad I was there to see it live. <laughs> EC3 was a part of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> was he... <laughs> Oh man, Andrade versus Gargano uh, versus oh they spell uh, Gargano wrong. Uh, Andrade versus Gargano. <laughs> I fully right. My Mexican blood won't allow anything else. Okay, that's great. That's interesting. 
Um, Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, a great match. Sasha Banks versus Bailey at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. I was there. Nice that you were there for a hell of a match that I wish I was there too. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's like that we don't have the names, but like, yeah, man, uh, NXT has been like some really cool stuff. Uh, brought me back into wrestling, and I think uh, I'm grateful for that. To ten more years, to ten more yeah. years, and these takeovers are. Only getting better and better. Yeah, think about which like, is like crazy. Think about, just think about this real quick. Like NXT Takeover is where people like look forward to now. Like they're like mm-hmm. they're looking at. Well, when we thought that you know Raw and SmackDown were the main roster, quote unquote, they would be like, "All right, man, they got to follow that." I don't know how they're going to follow that because there was mm-hmm. some NXT Takeovers where there was just like five star, five star, five star, like. I don't know what <laughs> I, I don't know what uh you know Survivor Series or anything like, are going to do. A, a lot of the takeovers before SummerSlam would always just overshadow SummerSlam, but uh, I, I to me Survivor Series is undefeated. I love that pay per view too much. <laughs> I think once they uh, once they added War Games, that's when it was just like ooh. Now you got a problem because the war game matches are uh, are they're fun. They go a little too long, but they're fun. Yeah, when the undisputed era move, I don't know who you're going to put in. <laughs> like they got they got to think of like some other faction that they could kind of throw in every maybe Imperium. Imperium. I don't know. Yeah. So moving on real quick because we got a lot to talk about with AOW, AEW. Uh, we got NXT. I want to get your thoughts a little deep dive here on Bianca Belair because I've seen. A lot of takes about this, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. First of all, what do you think about the match? I thought the match was great. I, I, a lot of people were down on Charlotte, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, were down on Charlotte. I, well, it's, it's not the match that I envisioned, um, which is, you know, I got my hopes up, which fair enough. Cause I think, uh, Bianca Belair is one of my favorite on the roster and Charlotte Flair is one of my favorite on the main roster. Uh, I think I, uh, set my expectations a little too high for them to be going insane on a, uh, on a Wednesday night when they can seriously save that for the future. You know, it could be a seed that is, you know, Planted and it'll grow long into the future when Bianca Belair finally goes on to the main roster or something like that. But as as far as Bianca Belair right now, right now to me, she looks directionless. Um, Somebody did point out a nice little fantasy booking tweet where like Bianca fights her way back to the top and wins the number one contenders ladder match and then just shows up on WrestleMania, which is insane to me. But uh, I like right now. I don't. I don't. I don't know what is there for Bianca. Like I still think like she is a star. She's still an amazing wrestler. Like that defeat took nothing away from like her athletic ability. You know, just all the cool stuff that she's able to do. But right now, I'm just confused on where they plan on going with her next. I think with the booking, and I thought about this in two ways. They're caught between a rock and a hard place. Okay, so mm-hmm. they've been building up Bianca. You know, through Royal Rumble, right? They had her, you know, tie the elimination record. She's been getting a lot of wins. Uh, yeah. 
you know, should they had her be the number one contender, I knew she was going to lose to Rhea. Like, because the money match to them <laughs> was going to be Rhea and Charlotte. Uh, I didn't like... I didn't like that she lost to Charlotte, but here, think about this, right? And I think somebody pointed this out, right? Imagine if she would have beaten Charlotte here. She would have went on to, and I think Justin pointed yeah, if she went on to WrestleMania, she's going to take the pin at WrestleMania. I don't think Rhea is, and that would have looked worse. Like, you know, yeah. Bianca, I feel like she always has, like, they're dangling the carrot, right? They're, to her... It's always the bridesmaid with her because she's had she yeah. had two she yeah. had two matches with Shayna. Well, one was like the the four way, but like one match with Shayna where I for sure thought she was gonna beat Shayna if she loses. Uh, she had the match with Rhea where I knew she was gonna lose. I was hoping that she didn't, but I knew it was gonna happen. Like, yeah. if you're building her up, like everybody's bigging her up on Twitter, like Mia and Tegan and stuff like that. She's an amazing competitor. She, she. I think she's the full package. It's just that, like, what are you gonna do? Like, when are you gonna pull the trigger? Like, how many times are you gonna rehab her? She, you, you know, when she <clears throat> lost the second time, they had her get a whole bunch of wins and st- to get her momentum back, and then brought her back for like the Royal Rumble yeah. and and all that stuff with, and then you know with the War Games match. But like, when are you gonna like make her the person? Like, it, it's got to happen it, at some point. Yeah, and people that are just like, you know, it's a, uh, it's going to be like the Kofi Mania thing. Let's stop that, you know? Like, let's, let, let, let's stop, like, everything having to be exactly like the Kofi Mania thing or, like, trying to recreate that. I think that's a, like, that, that's a weird expectation to have whenever, you know, uh, somebody loses a championship match, especially... Uh, a black person win the championship match. And uh, I don't know right now, it it just looks weird for Bianca. Um, I think if NXT had a women's like mid card belt, like uh, a North American, like either her or Ia would be like carrying that belt. But right now uh, the the NXT women's championship is uh, just absorbed in uh is absorbed into the main roster. It's full mania from here on out. And these women are just going to be having killer matches until uh, April, which is nice. But, like, there has to be something, like, in the meantime during that. The way they ended the show was weird. It was really, oh, let, like... Let's, let's, let's not talk about... That. I think Rio Ripley really messed up the, fin- uh, the ending of that show. Because well, now everybody just has this goofy-ass image. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that she tweeted out. Like, I think she yeah. just sent the tweet that. Uh, let me pull it up real fast here, because she, at least like, she uh, covered it. Like, because it hmm. looked because Bianca is getting her ankle just destroyed, but Rhea Which... is like, I'm gonna get my, I'm, I'm gonna get my full <laughs> entrance in. She says, yeah. I'm not here to save people in quotes from their stupid mistakes. I got my eyes set on my prize. And that is all. Yeah, I saw something else on my TV. But I do think Charlotte attacking Bianca after is something. Like, we might, we may not know what that is, but I think it's, I think it's significant in uh, some way. Like, just like how uh, 
she like beat her up at takeover which led to this match and then you know charlotte didn't need to like beat her up after the match and try to take her out anymore like there is definitely like some frustration that charlotte has in some shape or form or you know something that will just be probably elaborated on later who knows oh boy um so speaking of new challengers Finn Balor yeah. has got his sights set on the NXT UK Championship. So guess who he is challenging? Walter. Yes, that's right. Well, and it fits because the next Ireland, yeah, and Dublin. <laughs> so like, with Devlin having the cruiserweight title, and my man's, you know, he's nursing an injury right now, uh, and Finn mm-hmm. kind of not having. If he's not going after Adam Cole, he doesn't have like much to do. Uh, yeah, why not go after Walter? He's going to be at the NXT UK tapings, so. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally getting my wish from when uh, Balor showed up uh, the first time. We get to see him versus a bigger opponent, and I think uh, that's going to be something that is very uh, interesting. Seeing uh, Balor versus the big, you know, dominant figure that is Walter. I think, uh, like, how is Balor going to deal with the numbers that is Imperium? Uh, That's going to be, that's going to be something that, uh, that's what's keeping me interested right now is like Balor with the number, trying to overcome the numbers game as the big heel that he is. (laughs) You better call AJ. You better call the OC. (laughs) Like the OC versus uh that well after after Mania I guess AJ's free but uh, he's got a little, uh, a little bone to pick right now with a certain dead man so yeah but that that'll be over Mania and then uh, oh no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the OC but the numbers game isn't in this favor and I think that's very interesting to put him in this spot as, like, the big cocky heel that he is. Because he did have the upper hand on uh, Eichner uh, and Bartel, but, you know. They beat his ass afterwards, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, like, they overcame him in the end, numbers. But I, I'm excited. Can't wait. What do you think about Ciampa and Austin Theory? Really, really good match. Amazing, like, a really good match, and... Everything that kind of came after, uh, like the the, ma- uh, the matches that came after it, aside from the main event, just didn't really deliver it to me. I didn't really like Bronson Reed versus Killian Dane, especially with Dane winning. And I like the Vizzle Young uh, the Vizzle Young veterans, but like that match for, versus the Forgotten Sons, I was falling asleep in my seat. Wasn't really feeling it. Like, so put that in the first hour. You know, like I, I'm I'm here waiting for Bianca and Charlotte, and then you're giving me a match featuring the Forgotten Sons. Like, forgotten, how rude! The Forgotten Sons, man. People how are rude. very low on the Forgotten Sons, man. Uh, yeah, and they're not doing it <laughs> with good reason, but uh, you know, they didn't do themselves any favors. They're just, uh, you know, like they're just, they're just a tag team having matches. You know, like two guys, uh, well, three guys. Yeah. But, one guy just kind of stands there and maybe, like, you know, interferes just once some, in a while. But just, they're just fellas having matches. I, 
and I didn't like it during the match. Uh, you know, uh, Beth Phoenix decided she wanted to be a damn, a full on Patriot. You know, like, well, like this is, uh, and uh, Nigel just you know being like, screw you, dang well, Yankees! Well, like, well, hey, what, hey, what hey, the hell going on? Hey, hey, hey! Beth Phoenix got some. Uh, <laughs> she had to get that out because she'll be on Raw that. this uh, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Uh-oh. hey, she ain't taking an RKO, bro, so I ain't worried about that. <laughs> or is she? You never know. Uh, I like I like chomping Austin Theory. Austin Theory is going to be the guy down the, the guy. down the road. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely has he definitely something. Has. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was a good pickup from Evolve. <laughs> yes, we're going to see Gargano versus Ciampa at 87 again. I, I, I have no problem with it. Like, uh... Let the match happen already, and then it'll be all washed away. <laughs> and Gargano was sporting the uh, blue blazer. <laughs> well, very, very weak fit, but it, uh, I, I expected nothing less from Gargano. <laughs> so we got two steel cage matches. Two steel cage. Uh, we got Tegan and Dakota. Uh, Raquel got involved this week. She beat down Zaya and Mia. In a very weird match finish. <laughs> yeah, Zaya got um, the win, but uh, it, that was very weird. Yeah, Mia was very distracted, and then uh, Zaya Lee was just like, yeah, I'm pinning you. And then once saw her in trouble, she wanted to help. Instead of being a pal and being like, oh, you, you engage back in the match again? Like, we don't. You know, having, you know, sportsmanship. But it is what it is. I like Raquel a lot. I, I love this uh, dynamic duo uh, between her and uh, Dakota. Raquel handled both of them nicely. And Dakota Kai didn't even have to get her hands dirty. Yeah, she just stood That's outside fine. and smiled. That's all she had to do, you know? Yeah, that was, that was good stuff. Really enjoyed it. Um, the two cage matches... Um, Roderick Strong versus Dream, like, I I would like to see this match, but I feel like it's kind of stealing the sh- some of the shine from uh, the Tegan and Dakota feud, uh, Dakota match. I'm just wondering and, what they're going to do. Are they going to have them back-to-back and leave the, cha- the cage up? Like, yeah, right, well, that and then, done. you know, uh, and then people are obviously, you know, people are already down on Dream. So, you know, no matter how the Tegan Knox and uh, Dakota Kai uh, cage match goes, they're still gonna try to dunk on the Dream. Like it, like people are gonna like come up with the weird comparisons, and it's just like uh, it's gonna be weird. I, I feel like it should have just been uh, Dakota Kai and Knox. Uh, Roger Strong and the Dream probably should have had like a last man standing of some sort. I just think at that some later point, who knows? Dream like Roddy's just, just Dream is gonna eventually Dream challenge Cole. Eventually challenge Cole. That's what I'm yeah. doing. Like he's he's the guy. He's gonna run through the undisputed era and get the challenge call for WrestleMania. And people can be mad, yeah, and feel like, and feel the way they want. Uh, but like, Dream's a star, so like, yeah. And also, like, uh, just a little promo from uh, the undisputed era this week, and it was kind of uh, not not much undisputed era this week, and that was a little odd, especially with Adam Cole being our you know, NXT champion, but you know, they have a long time till uh Tampa yeah. till uh Tampa. Yeah. So I'm I'm just gonna let them do their thing. Just like uh 
when there was like no pay-per-view in sight at the beginning of, you know, this podcast. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, it's kind of weird. But like, as soon as the pay-per-view was announced, you know, everything, like the ball started rolling, the Survivor Series stuff, the War Game stuff, like it all congealed and uh, came together. So right now, I'm going to just chill out. So we got like, I wasn't really high on that. Wasn't high on that NXT episode this week. It was, I mean, a lot of people have echoed this, like, a lot of good matches, but not a lot of, like, storyline threads, like, or, you know, like, Killian Reoccurring Dana Bronson. Yeah, like, Killian Dana Bronson. Well, you have to, you have so much damn talent there, like, you have to rotate. Like, that's, NXT has always done that, but, like, you know. They, they, rot- they rotate wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't have, you know. You could have the champions do promos one week and not wrestle every single week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But a lot of people were down. They're like, oh, we have to see the Forgotten Sons again. We have to see what are they doing with Killian Dane, Lee, uh, where is Shotzi Cameron Blackheart? Yeah, where's I mean, Kushida? Like, where yeah. are these competitors that really should be on the show and like kind of racking up wins and you know doing the thing? I think post. I'm gonna chill out. Post Mania, I think that you're gonna see a lot, see them a lot more. Yeah, we got a lot of AEW to get through. Uh, we got a show here. So Kenny Omega versus Pac had a 30 minute Iron Man match. When I first saw this, I knew this was their way of killing time and blowing off this feud. I thank God. No, I listen. Kenny did a interview. Uh, prior mm-hmm. to this episode and, and you know, kind of said, you know, speaking to the people who said, like, he's not the best, he's not the best bout machine yeah. anymore. And he was saying, like, you know, like, it's just different and he can't go, you know, 30 minutes like he, you know, he's doing different matches mm-hmm. like he did in New Japan. And lo and behold, he did a 30 minute match. Uh, um, go ahead. Wait, I I read the, I read the interview and it made uh, it made me kind of just like want to backtrack some of my thoughts. Like you know, Kenny is older. You know, like uh, maybe not going like maybe not going thirty matches or uh, thirty minutes or an hour is the best for him anymore uh, under the new Japan climate or whatever. But I think he. I still think he can be the best bow machine in 20 minutes or less. Uh, he just doesn't want to sometimes. And, uh, sound like a piece. T- <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, 20 minutes or less, like you can definitely do that. Like you're, you're completely capable of doing that. And then, uh, him just addressing, like he, he's having a lot of matches with, that wouldn't really be possible in New Japan, even though New Japan was kind of, like, giving him unique, like, matches. Like, they gave him the ladder match and the triple threat, which isn't fairly common. Uh, so, you know, Kenny, just, just do your thing, man. Uh, he's, he's 30- you, can, you, can be, you can be the best belt machine, but, you know, don't make excuses. He's 36. He's going to be 37 in October. You know? Yeah, like, I, like I'm, I'm not expecting him to like try to uh, him recreating uh, Dominion in AEW. You know, uh, if if like you could still be your, you could still be the best out machine in 20 minutes or less. That's that was kind of more or less my take from uh, the article. And if he if he doesn't really if he wants to slow down, then whatever. Uh, you know, care for your body. Like I'm not gonna really uh, judge you for that. 
Yeah, I thought the yeah, I the thought Iron Man match was a great blow off to the feud. You know, like now keep mm-hmm. these two men away from each other for a long Complete. time. <laughs> uh, like it was a little, it's a weird little segue because you had a sit down interview with Jr. later in the show with the Bucks, Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. and Adam Page, where the Bucks are saying that you know Adam Page was basically a jobber in Ring of Honor <laughs> until they you know put him in the Bullet Club. I feel yeah. This this match here is basically Kenny being peacemaker, and it's more so about Hangman Page proving himself out. You know that he could beat the elite because he did mention that he said, "Listen, I tried to get out of the elite, but you guys wouldn't let me." So it's him proving because <clears throat> you know Kenny's complimenting them that you know the Bucks are you know one of the best tag teams in the world, and Adam you know is like, "Listen, I could beat you guys. I, I like this angle." Yeah, um, especially with like uh, Hangman Page being kind of this, like, uh, like kind of like the failed experiment at the start. You know, like uh, he was their big baby face, but everybody was just like, "Oh, Jericho has to win." And you know, leading up to their first uh, AEW title match, like everybody was like, you know, all all in on Jericho. You know, um, and Hangman was getting booed and all that, and m- maybe like. He doesn't want to be in the shadow of the elite anymore, and this is his chance to prove it. And all good for him. Uh, he doesn't just want to coast being in the elite, like you know. He kind of just coasted being in the Bullet Club. Uh, he just he wants to step out of that. And this is, this is a cool match to do so. Would you think about the uh, Jericho Mosley weigh-in? They've really tried to go UFC here. Uh... Why do we, why do we do weigh-ins? There's no uh, there there's no weight classes. Well, they were trying. What to, do we gain from knowing? They were what tra- do we gain from knowing each other's weight? They were trying. This to is. Do something I feel different. like. Yeah, like I feel like this is the way of them doing like a contract signing signing brawl, but they didn't want to be too WWE with it. But like this is just as dumb. Like, and once again. Uh, well, not once again. Like uh, Jericho finally gets kind of like a one up uh, after Mossy beat down his whole crew for three weeks now. Well, he got the <laughs> the headbutt like uh, opened him up yeah. a little bit. Uh, then you know you had the Dustin Jake Hager thing. Then you had Sammy Guevara basically knock Darby <laughs> Allen out with his own skateboard. And then if you look mm-hmm. at uh, if you look at Twitter. Sammy Guevara actually posed with a fan with the broken skateboard, which was funny. I thought I thought that was really funny. Oh, okay, um, that's hard. <laughs> so they basically interwove all the big matches with the inner circle that were happening uh, in that angle. I, I mean, I thought it was kind of it was all right. Like the whole like yeah. inner circle coming down like. Uh, the Royce Gracie crew. Like a frat? <laughs> well, no, it, that's how, like, uh, the Royce Gracie crew comes down in UFC. Oh, my God. It, uh, I, I don't watch UFC, so when I saw it, it just looked goofy to me. Uh, yeah, I, I it, it made it me, like, be... goofy goofy in a fun way. Like, it made me laugh. I was entertained by that. All right. Let's get into this AOW Revolution card and give our predictions out. Uh, to, 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 so, so. 
Soul Count Uncensored versus Dark Order. Dark Order. You can't. You can't do the, like a lot of this build and have them lose. You. You just can't do it. If like so, that. If, if Soul Count Uncensored wins, I will be mighty pissed. <laughs> Like, uh, they're the first AEW champions. I think they could really afford a loss here and just go back and, like, I, I like, I feel like the Dark Order should be next up for uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. And SoCal and Setzer could just have great tag matches, you know, and be, like, third on the leaderboard. That's okay. <laughs> do you think that they're going to do an angle with uh, Chris? <laughs> I don't... Chris Daniels? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I feel like if, if the Dark Order wins, I feel like Chris Dan- uh, Christopher Daniels should break away from uh, SoCal Uncensored. So I think, think it would be a very interesting... Uh, join Dark Order? Yeah, basically. Um, I think that would be a very interesting again. turn. Yeah, man. That's going to be hard. Uh, and then we get more Chris- uh, then we get Christopher Daniels matches again. And then maybe uh, we have another... Uh, SoCal Uncensored uh, feud in the meantime, while uh, probably get Christopher Daniels in singles matches with Scorpio Sky and Freaky Kazarian. Yeah, because cool right, yeah, right now he's just coming down the the ring singing the Pride of the West. <laughs> you know, like. So next up, yeah. this this match was actually formed right after the Kenny Omega Pac match. It's going to be Pac <laughs> versus Orange Cassidy. Um, Pac without a doubt, but I'm glad uh, Orange Cassidy finally gets a match where everybody gets to, you know, either use the bathroom or have a really good laugh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Orange Cassidy, man. I- <laughs> oh, you're a monster! <laughs> you you ain't here for the chaos, all right, bro? I just like you got to do something with him, man. Like <laughs> eventually, this whole like. Him doing the cool stuff, it's gonna wear off. And I know. But I, I, okay, we say it's gonna wear off for us, but the average AEW fan that's buying tickets and sitting front row, oh, they that love it. it ain't never getting old. <laughs> so I feel like uh, you can afford a loss here. <laughs> I it, just, it, it, it doesn't hurt him to lose. I could, I could just imagine, like. <laughs> Orange Cassidy winning and Pac going to like the locker room and tearing it up and saying, I'm never coming back here. Okay, now the image of that makes me want to uh, make, or, uh, make, I want to see Orange Cassidy win because of that. But, uh, nah, Pac got to take it. I think it, I think they'll be doing Pac a big disservice by having him lose to Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, I'm going to go Darby Allen. Sammy Guevara, uh, I think after getting his ass kicked on Moxley, he don't need to be winning any matches anytime soon. Sammy Guevara has gotten the upper hand on Darby Allen a lot. He's gotten a lot of wins. Yeah. I think Darby gets the win here, too. I'm going to go with Darby. Jake, I decided to finally wrestle Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> uh, Jake, dog. Jake Hager loses first match. Throw it in rice. <laughs> Throw the whole company in rice. Uh, I think this match is not going to be great. Um, I, I I really like. I think Dustin is really good. Like 
out wrestled the hell out of Jake Yeager while Drake Yeager tries to do like UFC things like a, a takedown and you know like mounting and like you know just just, just a lot of stuff I don't want to see. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to reluctantly go with Jake Hager. Reluctantly. But uh, you can't have him be like this big attraction and then have him lose his first match. That would be comical. So Yeah, man. I uh, can't, can't have that. AEW women's title match, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. Nyla Rose all day to the day I die or until she says something very problematic that I can't stand for. <laughs> Listen, man, if you did all of that to build up Nyla <laughs> Rose again, to have her be a monster, to reign supreme over the women's division, and have her lose to Chris to drop the title, I like I wouldn't even right. I wouldn't even know what to say. And, and you know this what? might be AEW. This might be AEW's first year, but I don't think they're that stupid, man. Like Chris Statlander, I think that she's a champion, definitely down the line, but not right now. Like, mm. please don't do what New Japan does with uh, the never open weight title and just gives it to people <laughs> every two months. Like, just yeah. let Nyla cook, man. Like, just let her do the th- yeah. do her thing. AEW World Team Champions, uh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks. I'm going to go with the Young Bucks. Oh, ill. Uh, I'm going with Hangman Page uh, and Kenny Omega all the way. Um, I like, I like, I. The young, the young Bucks as champions is something that we called as a joke. When AEW first started, and you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to see that joke yet. You know, like the 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 Young Bucks could literally be the tag team champions at any point in time. Um, like I like, even though I don't think that Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Page should have beaten SoCal Uncensored or the Lucha Bros when they're still making silly tag team mistakes, like hitting each other, like. I don't want to see the Bucks win. They they don't need to win that title. I just uh, I, I just think I that, just think that with double enough than two coming up, um, I don't think that this feud is over. Uh, but I just think that Hangman Page is going to do something to cost them mm-hmm. cost them the match, and then you know mm-hmm. what we said early on what was going to happen. I thought it was going to happen sooner than this, but I have the Young Bucks winning. I just think that they are, and then you're going to get Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. When is Double or Nothing too? That that is not until May. <laughs> not until May. Yeah. Okay. So what what is a little different about AEW compared to NXT is that championships do drop on TV. True. So I feel like. Uh, they could retain here and drop at any other point in time. Like maybe Hangman Page does something sneaky here, and then uh, we see a rematch, and then they do drop the title. Uh, but like here, I don't think so. I like that. I like, yeah, you're right because you have so long between pay per views, you could drop it mm-hmm. and then like have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page's like relationship 
dilute that yeah. much more and then have, you know, Hangman kind of gloat, like, I finally beat you guys, like, you know what I mean? I'm not the jobber you said I was. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. Like, just Hangman taking a really dark turn uh, to win this match, and then, you know, Kenny Omega not really uh, standing for it, and, you know, maybe... I won't say that he lays down for the Bucks, but you know they have a rematch in the future, and then when probably when Hangman Page tries to cheat, uh, cheat again, Kenny Omega stops him. Cody versus MJF. Oh, mm-hmm. I never really. Oh man, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you go first. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. MJF. Mm. Listen. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I will. I, I will go on JF because now I think because of a major man, their major pay per view, Cody lost to Jericho and got humiliated by MJF. If Cody wins here, I think that kills the feud. Yeah, I just think that if you're building MJF to be like this big heel, he has to win here. He's he's got to yeah. win. Um, I was thinking the same. Uh, I was thinking because uh, MJF has to go for the title. He has to. Um, he is literally the biggest heel that they have, and I think, uh, yeah, he definitely needs to be uh, next up to you know. Uh, be uh, let him be in a championship match. I think he's earned it for being the biggest heel in uh, in AEW, and you know the numbers proves it. He's kind of a draw, so <laughs> and so yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna go with MJF because I think he will be a nice uh, a nice opponent, an, another uh, next opponent for who I think will win the AEW championship. Match. Yeah, I don't think that this. Hurts Cody. Cody went through all that stuff. The fans were with him and loved it. He's like one of their most over baby faces. Cody will be fine. I think MJF has to win here. I agree with that. Last match, AEW World Championship, Chris Jericho versus John Moxley. John John Moxley all the way. John Moxley. (laughs) Um if Jericho wins. I'll be like, what I'm, the I'm hell? about to be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to act like all the people that got mad that Goldberg won earlier today. <laughs> uh, I'm, I might go stupid. <laughs> uh, you know, it, uh, Chris Jericho did his thing. Like he elevated that. Uh, he elevated that title uh, as much as it needed to be elevated. Um, you know. Thank you, Chris Jericho, for putting the work in. Uh, I think you could drop the title now. And I think him being the veteran that he is or just, you know, just kind of like the uh, expert of, uh, like, what do I want to say, expert uh, of wrestling? I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, I think he him himself knows that it's time to drop the title. And not drop not dropping it to Moxley at this pay-per-view, would be a very huge mistake. Because I don't think I can handle six, uh, three more months of this feud. <laughs> Chris Jericho won the title on August 31st, 2019 at All Out. 
title has gone through many things. He's lost the title. He's gotten it back. <laughs> Literally have lost like possession of it in a in a limo. He's also gotten it back. He, you know, defended it. He, <clears throat> it's been over 180 days since he's been champion. John Moxley and defended is, it less than Brock. Yeah, yes. Uh John Moxley is super over with that crowd. He, you know, they are billing him as they're Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying that's what uh, the comparison. I hate the comparison so much, but yeah, that's the, um, that's the comparison. You do not have him, you know, beat most of the inner circle with one eye for him to lose, you know, the title. Mm-hmm. The lasting image of AEW Revolution needs to be John Mosley in the crowd with the title partying. That yeah. Will... Also, just like, uh, and I would like to put it, uh, put it like this: If Jericho wins and they put another baby face in that position, the only baby face that I see, it, uh, you know, replacing uh, John Moxley would be Darby Allen, and Jericho already beat him, so I'm not trying to see that title program. Um, then the other is just like the other, the other baby face, Kenny the, Omega. One has already lost to Chris Jericho, and two, he's a tag champ. Yeah, and then Cody is losing to MJF, so I don't think he earns a title shot. And he can't. Um, and he can't even challenge as long as Chris Jericho is the champion. Oh yeah, he can't even challenge. I forgot that was a stipulation. Oh my god. Um, so it's just like for Chris Jericho, there's no more roadway for him to go anymore. Um, as of now, he could probably just do his best to like. I don't want to say rehab, but like steer the inner circle in the right direction. Although that he's no longer champion, I think somebody else in the inner circle, inner circle should be uh, having some sort of tag team gold. Uh, so like right now, the road of, as champion is over. I think he should be working on trying to like get the uh, get the inner circle over so he can like take a step back. He's Chris Jericho, man. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's gonna be over. He doesn't need the title right now. Uh, if you yeah. were to so, decide for him Moxley to win it down the yeah down the line, like you could do that. But like, they need a face champion. They need a face champion, and they need uh-huh. to build damn heels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> like right now, yeah. like, what where we said like MJF is the one I could only think of off the top of my head. Uh, Pac yeah. has lost a lot. He just lost. Yeah, he and he just lost this week. So, like, to shoehorn him into a title program just doesn't work out. Um, John Moxley. John Moxley. That's crazy, man. And I, I read a interview that he just did, like, just to kind of, like, wrap this uh, episode with a little bow. He said that winning the AEW championship would mean more to him than winning the WWE championship. Oh, yawn. Oh, yawn. Whatever. <laughs> I would I would like uh you know rip that bow up. Screw that. I would like to end this episode. I remember coming uh I went to I took a trip to Chicago. I came back to Miami. I went to a SmackDown live uh I went to a SmackDown uh, house show at the AA Arena, and I saw John Cena, AJ Styles, and Dean Ambrose. And Dean Ambrose was stinking it up over there. <laughs> he, I don't hey, want to hear none of that. He's on the record of saying this. So. 
screw that, man. I don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> Stream Poppy's album. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I love the yawn. Love the yawn. yawn. Like, <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know if... Who brought that up to him? But I'm like, dang, man, you're mentioning the WWE again? <laughs> Whatever, it's man. Been, uh, it's been months. You were free. You were free. You have built this whole thing up in AEW and New Japan. Dude, just move past it. Like, we know that you were unhappy towards the end. You know, like, all right, like, you built this whole thing. Let's move on. Move on. Yeah, so that, that's our episode. <laughs> that is it. That is our episode. Of course, we will be back next week talking, you know, our reactions to Revolution. Uh, if there are any shenanigans that happen, uh, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, they don't keep any surprises. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know if anybody's going to pop up because, you know, they burnt Jeff Cobb and. Now, you know, we know Lance Archer is showing up next week. So, you know, there we go. As always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live. We have a new episode of RSPN. They're talking about (laughs) Deontay Wilder excuse machine. Oh, man, that fight. And uh, wearing... My man was making excuses saying, you know, he he came out looking like one of the Dark Souls... Uh, heroes <laughs> with that gear and got beat up. Jeez. Um, stay tuned for RSPN next week because the Timberwolves lost to the Heat <laughs> and Jeff is going to go insane on Mark next week. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be hilarious. Uh, we also have an episode on our Lookout channel. Uh, Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, what the final selection? I was listening to it today at work. Uh, it's dope. I presumably I've been out of anime, and I've been using the lookout to get me mm-hmm. like back into it. Like because I'm like, oh yeah. man, like uh, I've been re-listening to Mount Silver, uh, the Pokemon podcast, just going through all the generations uh, of Pokemon. It's a really good listen. Uh, I like Pokemon a lot, so it's a. It, I've been out of anime too, but it, 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 listening to Pokemon is a really nice listen. Uh, maybe, maybe if I go back, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Pokemon. Uh, but yeah, we we have a lot of stuff on the uh, on that, uh, RC about, channel. Yeah, they're talking about mm-hmm. uh, the Bellas and <laughs> getting into the uh, Hall of Fame. Ugh, oh man, um, you could look, but you can't touch. That's all I gotta say. Bellas all day. <laughs> The new episode of the Black Variant, they talk about uh, the shakeup of DC, and they also talk about the Batman and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier news. Uh, then, mm-hmm. and then there's we also have a, a giveaway, right? Oh yeah, the uh, yeah. So go and yeah. retweet it. Uh, I think there's less. I think it either has ended or just about to end. So go to our Twitter and retweet that. We also have an episode of the Big Eyes podcast to talk about Dragon Ball Z Super and Barucho. Mm-hmm. And then uh, recalling Saul because uh, Better Call Saul has returned. So mm-hmm. uh, Justin Feeney talk about 
theories and th- stuff that they have. Welcome back, Better Call Saul. I got to start watching that show. I, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What, uh, Better Call Saul is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a Breaking I, I Bad. Shamefully, I wish. I will shamefully say I never seen Breaking Bad. I'm sorry, um, but I like hearing I like hearing Pat talk. I miss him so much. I can't wait to go back to LA. So I'm gonna go listen to the episodes, um, and then kind of just watch uh, through watch through audio. And just a big thing that's happening to a lot of the uh, a lot of our shows that are. Uh, that are on the RNC and uh, well, just uh, for RNC radio, um, they're all getting their all, their own separate feed. So if you just want to see RSPN, you can subscribe to the RSPN feed and only see those shows. You don't have to be upset or mad that you see all these other shows you're not listening to and stuff like that. So right now we have the A Show channel, which has us and the A Show, and then we have RNC Watch, which. Uh, I think better calls uh, recalling Saul, which would be on alongside late fees and stuff like that. And then RSPN gets their own feed because they're special. And Mark is hilarious. <laughs> and Jeff is funny as well. We're all nice people at <laughs> we're all nice people at uh, RNC Radio. But the, yeah, that's all us. Go stream Poppy's album. Yeah, go listen to I Disagree <laughs> while you wait on presumably uh, AUW Revolution. All right, guys, we're getting <laughs> all right, guys, we're getting out of here. We'll talk to you next week.